Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Tom Tusinak. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Well, excuse me, princess. The holidays are coming, and with the holidays coming comes lots of shopping. And where I do most of my shopping is Amazon. I've been a member of Amazon Prime for a very, very long time. There's things that we used to go to the store for. I get them on Amazon. Christmas shopping, buy it all on Amazon. They have a fantastic return policy. They've got video that you can watch. They've got music that you can listen to. They also will give you a, a Twitch Prime for a month. And if you are interested in picking up Amazon Prime, you can get it free for 30 days, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. That's free shipping, uh, Prime Music and Video, uh, comes with Twitch Prime, and best of all, if you sign up for Amazon Prime using my link, you are supporting the show. And it doesn't cost you anything. It's free. So if you want to help the show and check out Amazon Prime once more, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. Martial arts action continues with all new weapons, characters, and street fighting moves against the world's most awesome villains. Double Dragon 3 from Acclaim. The action keeps coming. Nintendo of America's Reggie fils was recently cornered by a couple of different publications, and they asked him a bunch of questions. And so I read through a couple of articles, and I want to pick out the most important parts. Uh, Stephen Totillo of Kotaku asked him a very important question. They asked him, would you rule out an N64 classic? All right, so why did he ask him this question? First off, if you are hiding, have been hiding under a rock for a while, um, previously Nintendo has released two classic consoles. They started with the uh, NES Classic or the, uh, or the NES Mini, which is a little tiny Nintendo Entertainment System that has 30 games loaded on it and has HDMI, so you can play it on a modern TV. It was awesome. It was also really hard to get. Then they brought out the Super Nintendo uh, Entertainment Classic. And this thing had 20 games on it. Or 21 games on it. I'm sorry. HDMI out so you could play it on a modern TV. That was a little easier to get. Now both of these can easily be found in, in most retailers. I was at Best Buy the other day. And um, I, you know, I was stuck in the mall my wife was looking at something or, or my kids were looking at something and I was bored so I wandered into Best Buy to look at video game stuff as I tend to do and while I was in there I noticed they had stacks of NES classics up there which is great that's what you want you want these things to be available especially around this holiday season uh, which where people are going to be buying lots and lots of stuff that is impulse buy territory for the price of $60 uh, for the NES Classic. This is a really cool little system, and I'm a huge fan of it. So the natural progression is that we're going to start with the NES Classic, then move to the Super Nintendo Classic, and then bam, N64 Classic. And we've been waiting for quite a long time. And uh, Reggie fils was was talking to uh, Steven Totillo of Kotaku, and he said... Uh, we were clear uh, when we did the first two classic series uh, that for us, these were limited time opportunities 
that were a way for us as a business to bridge from the conclusion of the Wii U as a hardware system to the launch of the Nintendo Switch. That was a very strategic reason we launched the NES Classic system. The Wii U had been, uh, so, so basically think of it this way. They knew that they didn't have the Switch ready yet, but they also knew that the Wii U wasn't selling at all. So what's an easy way for them to make some cash by putting a new device into the marketplace? Well, what better way to do that than with than to capitalize on uh, old guys' uh, nostalgia? And that's exactly what they did. And it worked so well that they decided to do it again with the second one. And I think that I'm pretty happy with that result. And I have nostalgia. I'm an old guy. I want to keep having more nostalgia. But guess what? As we get uh, further forward in time, we, we get people who are younger and younger who are going to have nostalgia for a certain system. I have a lot of nostalgia for the Nintendo. I also have a lot of nostalgia for the Super Nintendo. I don't have nearly as much nostalgia for the N64. Now, that's not to say that there were not amazing games on it, because there were. Some of the best games ever made were on that system. But I don't hold it as dear to my heart as I do the other two systems, and that's because I was older when it happened. I was already in the Army at that point, and I didn't have nearly as much time to play games as I wanted to like I did when I was a kid. Uh, that being said... Um, it's, uh, it says here, uh, from Reggie, he says, so while consumers may have been anticipating something, we view these as limited time opportunities. Um, we've also now been very clear that, that as the consumer looks forward to engaging with our classic content, that is going to happen more and more with the subscription service. So that's when, uh, he was asked by Jonathan Totello. Would you rule out an N64 classic coming? And Reggie Fils-Aimé's answer is, I would not ever rule something out, but I what I can tell you is it's currently not in our planning horizon. So what are they waiting for? Well, I think that they're waiting for a problem of some kind. I think that they are waiting for, um, you know, some kind of sales slump, and then that's when you drop something like this. and. I like what he said here that we've also been very clear that as the consumer looks forward to engaging with our classic content, that's supposed to happen with the subscription service. What I think that that means is, and I hope, I really hope that that means that someday in the future, we're going to get games beyond just the Nintendo Entertainment System on the super or, or, or on the NES um switch online whatever the stupid ridiculously long name is that they called it um so Steven Totillo of course asked the burning question that we're all asking when the hell are we getting Super Nintendo and N64 games on our Nintendo Switch and here's what Reggie said he said we'll see what comes next uh, as you've already pointed out, we haven't even made the full library of NES games available yet. So this content has to be optimized for the Switch environment. That's something we're working very hard to do. Like you, I look forward to playing Metroid through the Nintendo Switch online service, which came out yesterday, I think. Um, 
and we'll be continue to release content that way. So that is totally a non-answer, but I do think at some point, uh, you know, I'm hopeful. I got fingers crossed. Maybe I'm more hopeful than I should be, but I do think that we are going to be getting uh, NES uh, or Super Nintendo and N64 games on our Switch through our subscription at some point in the future. You take what Reggie said and you kind of mash it together with what Mr. Furukawa said. I think it was last week where he said we have to uh, entice people to the subscription service. Um, it's not as simple as just making an emulator for the N64 and dropping it on there because they have to figure out how is the online going to work because that's what they promised. They promised we're going to have online for this stuff. And for the most part, the the Nintendo Switch, uh, the, Ninte the, um, the NES online stuff works pretty damn well. It's a little laggy, and I hope that that's something that can get uh, better over time. But that also has something to do with a lot of the people who are playing on it are playing on it wirelessly. And, it, you know, you're always going to get a little bit of lag when you do it wirelessly. I always have my Switch hooked up. If I'm playing online with somebody, like if I sat down to play, uh, we'll say, uh, the new game Twin B. I think it's Twin B. If, if I sit down to play that with somebody, I would have it in my dock and I have the, uh, the, the LAN adapter. And that's not an option for everybody, but I, I always get a much better experience when I'm using the LAN adapter than I do when I'm holding it in my hands. Uh, that being said, that's not all that, that Reggie talked about. He was also talking to Mashable, and he had a bunch of information for, for, for Mashable there. Um, the Mashable one is a much longer article, and it's, it's a pretty good read, but, but I'm going to give you the main points real quick. Um, he was asked about Metroid Prime 4. He didn't give any details about when it's coming out, but he did say it is well into development. Now, for me... I'm going to guess, and that's all it is is a guess because I don't have any insider information, but I'm going to make a guess that we're probably going to be seeing Metroid um, Fall 2019 or Winter 2019 uh, very at the very tail end of the year, 20, 2019, probably after Thanksgiving. And, you know, they even talked about how Nintendo likes to drop its anchor games. It's huge franchises. It likes to drop those right in the the, the peak buying season, uh, which is very, very important uh, because that's when they get their most sales. Uh, the reason why they dropped Breath of the Wild in March was because that's when the system came out. Uh, if they probably had it up to them, well, I'm, it was up to them, but if the system was already out and they were making Breath of the Wild, I guarantee that they would have held on to that for a Christmas time uh, style release because that's when they make the most money. Uh, in fact, they said that they make 60% of their revenue at the end of the year. 60%. That's a big, that's a big number. And that's kind of why Nintendo had uh, Reggie said that they are sticking with the, uh, 20 million, uh, switch switches sold number, whatever the plural of switch is. Um, they're, they're expecting to sell 20 million consoles still, even though they sold, and I'm doing this from memory because it was a few episodes back that we talked about this, but, uh, this year was not the best year for switch compared to last year. How do you match last year though? You know, it's really tough to match what they did in 2016 
uh, the next year. That's that's a really hard act to follow. But I think that they sold. I think was it twelve million? No, it was it was less than that. I think it was like nine million this year or something. Something really low, and they still have a lot of switches to sell if they're going to hit that twenty million dollar mark. That being said, the first year you couldn't find them on the shelves. Like they were really hard to find. Uh, classic Nintendo problem where they just can't get a, make enough of the 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 device to keep it on the shelf. And these days, no matter what store you go into, you're gonna find them. They've got a really good sale coming up, which I talked about last episode with Super Mario Kart, Kart Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I don't know why I threw a Super in the front of that. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundled in with the Switch for $299.99. And then they also have Smash Brothers, which is one of their best-selling franchises ever. And then Pokemon, all coming out here at the end of the year. I've said this before, I'm skeptical that they will hit that 20 million switches sold mark, but it is within the realm of possibility. It's just going to be really tough. They also, last thing before I get out of here, uh, they said that Super Mario Party exceeded expectations, which did surprise me because I thought it was, they used that as the, to kick off the holiday shopping window. Um, I think that it would have been better to have that a little closer to Christmas and maybe move Smash uh, forward, but you know, if Smash isn't ready, then it's not ready. Uh, they can only launch whatever's ready. Anyway, so what do you guys think of uh, what Reggie Fizame has said here? I think that they've done, uh, or I think he said some very interesting things, and I'm I'm curious as to do you think that he is lying about bringing an N64 classic? Because sometimes publishers do that; they lie about what they're going to do, and then they do it afterwards. Um, do you think that we're going to be getting the N64 games or the Super Nintendo games in 2019 on our Switch? And finally, what do you think about when Metroid Prime 4 is going to release? I think it's going to be winter 2019, and I'm curious as to what you all think. Uh, so let me know. It may be the most addictive toy in history, and it's definitely the hottest thing this Christmas. My favorite MOBA is Heroes of the Storm, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. My second favorite MOBA is Smite. Now, Smite is a, a MOBA that, it, it, well, first off, let me explain what a MOBA is for those of you who've never played that before. A MOBA is this online, it's multiplayer online battle arena, and basically it's teams of 5v5 usually, although you can have less or more than that. Um, more, I think you can have less than that. Um, but it's five V five and you get this big map and there's towers that you can control on the map. And there are, uh, little peon enemies that, uh, come at you from the enemy's base and you have to kill them. And then the enemy has to try and kill yours. But basically it's a very, very competitive style of game. Generally has, uh, is known for having very toxic communities. That being said, uh, Smite is really good. Smite is really, really good. And it is the best MOBA, in my opinion, on console, uh, you know, using a controller. It's very, very fun to play this game with a controller. And I, I we all telegraphed that it was gonna, going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch at some point because the developer 
um, who high res games, uh, they brought Paladins to the Switch, and Paladins is a uh, a really good shooter. It's not the best shooter. It's not Overwatch, but it's a really good shooter, and I really enjoy playing it. And Smite is now coming to the Switch. We were all right about it, and I'm so excited. In fact, if I had to choose between Paladins on the Switch or Smite on the Switch, I would choose Smite any day of the week. It's incredibly fun to get into, and the number of characters that you can play as is just insane. Now, uh, like most MOBAs, this is the type of game where it is, I'm assuming that it's free to play on the Switch because it's free to play on every other platform. Um, this is the type of game where you can play completely for free if you want, but it really does help to spend some money on the game. And it's not because you're paying to win, but you want to always have access to the characters that you like. So uh, Smite is based on uh, mythology. Uh, like Greek and Roman mythology, Japanese mythology, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let's say that you want to play as Athena and she's your favorite character. You really, really like playing as Athena. Uh, you really like her moveset. She'll be free some weeks. Every week they have different characters that are free to play and you can jump in and play as those free characters to your heart's content and never really have to worry about paying a dime. But let's say you really like playing as Athena and you want to continue to play as Athena next week when she's not the free character anymore. That is where Smite makes their money. So they make a new character and people buy it. Now, I don't know if they're going to do this on... Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, it will be... You can buy a bundle on Switch that lists it as having 200 gems... Uh, 400 gems plus the Smite Founders pack. Now, here, let me read this to you. It says, enter the battlefield of the gods. Smite is a MOBA that puts the power of the gods in your hands with an ever-expanding roster, new events, a variety of skin, bi-weekly updates. There's always something new and exciting in the battleground of the gods. Go ahead, play God, jump into the action as one of over 90 gods from the Pathions around the world. Okay, so this doesn't say what the Smite Founders Pack is, but if it's what it was on the PC, then I'm very excited and I will be buying this. On the PC, when, you, when I bought the Founders Pack and that unlocked every god as well as all future gods. And that was like 30 bucks and I bought it when it was on sale for 15, so it was an absolute steal. Unfortunately, I don't play it on the PC anymore. Playing on the PC is just too painful, and I, I really don't play it all that much. The uh, On the console, I'm hoping that they have the same business model, where you can buy the Founders Pack, and then you get all the gods and all the future gods. And I'm I'm pretty hopeful that that's going to happen, because that's exactly what they do, or uh, what they did with Paladins when it came to the Switch, you can buy the or you could buy the founders pack and it's every character and all future characters are automatically unlocked. So since it's come to the switch, I've already gotten I think it's two new characters that were not there before that I've unlocked without having to pay anything. Or you can play it for free and just buy the characters that you want, but I think in the end you'll end up spending more money that way. I think it's much cheaper to end up just getting the founders pack. And it's a really fun game. 
it's a very, very fun game. Now, I am also going to tell you that I am not a competitive player in the least. I like to win, but I don't get upset if I lose. And I don't pay attention to the the balancing. Uh, this character is a mid-tier and this character is a high-tier or alpha-tier or whatever it is that people say. I don't pay attention to the meta. I just play the characters that I like to play as. And even if that's not going to net me a win every time, that's totally fine with me. So perhaps Smite is not the most well-balanced MOBA. I just think it's really, really fun. Uh, so if you are even a little interested in Smite, it comes out tomorrow, November 16th, for crying out loud. I don't know why they just sat on this until then. Um, I'm excited, and I'm going to be playing it. And uh, I will set up in our community Discord, which you can find at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. I will set up a channel in there so people can get in there, talk about Smite, get some teams together, use voice chat, have some fun. And, um, it, you know, if you join, guess what? We tend not to have toxic people there. So you don't have to worry about the toxicity that usually comes with playing a MOBA because anybody who's toxic gets kicked right out of our community real fast. Um, I think that's only happened a couple times, knock on wood. Uh, anyway, Smite coming to the Nintendo Switch. I'm excited. I can't wait to play it. How about you? Pitfall, a jungle adventure game designed by David Crane from Activision. That's it for the news for today. I was able to keep the show short today, which is what I like to do. That's my goal is to get to 20 minutes. Before I wrap everything up, I just want to invite everybody to our community Discord. We are currently having a competition for uh, Diablo 3. Uh, you're going to have to play a hardcore character, which means permadeath. Uh, but if that sounds okay to you, then make sure that you join our community Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And once you're there, uh, head on over to the uh, channel called Tournaments. Uh, and in there, you'll find the details pinned at the top. If you have any questions once you get to the Discord, you're having trouble finding, just ask somebody and somebody will help you out uh, with that. It might even be me. Um, anyway. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. Music for today's episode can be found over at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash music. And right at, the, at this point, I forgot to pick a song. So it's going to be, um, uh, here we go. We'll go with uh, Super Mario 64 8-bit remix by Bulby. Uh, if you want to check out more, more music by Bulby, again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash music. Don't forget that if you want to watch the full show, I record it live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've, uh, I've I put videos up there, multiple videos every single week. Some of it is stuff straight from the podcast. Some of it's other stuff as well. So make sure that you check that out over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you are looking to support my show, uh, there's many, many ways that you can do that. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content. Thank you to everybody who has supported so far. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. And since we're ending early today, I'm going to take a second to thank the live chat people. Uh, we've got Vaxer is here, Adamantium. Um, I'm going to, th I think that's a bot there. Elvis, one cat, Johnny Link, Mr. Pokemon, uh, Switch Bakio, TF Wagner, VNK, Virgo Pros, Wyvern Ripsnarl, 
Zane Kyber. You guys are all awesome. Big thanks to Strange Level for following the channel uh, earlier. And I will see you all next time. Until then, bye-bye.